Hi, missionaries, and welcome to Mission Moments, where we take a moment to prepare for our mission. The Mission Moments podcast is sponsored by Mission Youth, a community of missionary disciples who come together to equip ourselves to go out and spread Christ's love in the world as apostles of the new evangelization. Every Catholic is called to be a missionary, and we are here to help everyday Catholics like yourself learn to be one. We're going to share missionary experiences, form skills, give tips, and great mission stories. This is our third season, and we are so happy that you are continuing to join us on this podcast. In this season, we'll be taking a deep dive into some essential characteristics to our particular mission style. So every episode in this season, we are going to be interviewing missionaries from a different city and asking them what certain characteristics mean to them, why they are so essential to mission youth, and to share some real mission stories which highlight that particular characteristic of our mission style. We're so happy you could join us. Mallory, I am so happy to finally have you on this podcast. Thank you, Kathleen. I am so happy to finally be here. (laughs) Mallory is a wonderful young woman that is currently living in Philadelphia, and I will let her introduce herself, but she has made several videos or testimonies for us in different moments. And when I asked her, you need to be on the podcast, she just immediately said, I was wondering when you were going to ask me. So I'm glad it's finally, finally happening. So Mallory, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners so they can understand what a wonderful person you are? Uh, Yeah, I would love to. Thanks again for having me. I really appreciate your time. Um, So I am Mallory and I am the Apostle Program Director in uh, Philadelphia here in the Regnum Christi locality. Um, And I just get to spend all my time running missions and helping to form apostles who have given, you know, 10 months of their life to serve uh, in our, in our neighborhoods here in Philadelphia. And it is such a blessing. Wow. That sounds like a big, big job. So I am sure not all of our listeners are familiar with this local program. So do you want to explain a little bit about what that is? Sure. Yeah. So it is a, it's a new program. It's only about three years old, so it's a little baby, um, but it is growing. So this year we have six apostles. Uh, the year before we had four, the year before that we had three. So uh, I guess word is getting out. Um, but essentially these, these young adults, they range from just out of high school, 18 year olds to uh, maybe just out of college, 23, 24 year olds. Um, this year we have um, lots of, 18 year olds who have gone on missions before here with us and Holy Week and uh, other monthly missions and just felt really moved uh, by this work and decided that they really wanted to to go all in and give a year, if you will, of their lives to serve in this capacity. Uh, so essentially, this program really exists. Uh, I mean, it's my role and our, our director roles team, our team's role to form and accompany these apostles um, that live in a Christ centered community so that they can inspire others to, to follow them. Um, so we really just, uh, we're just, um, you know, mo- trying to model after Jesus here. Um, but it's been really beautiful. And so we, we go on mission and we accompany high schoolers. And that is, that is kind of the, the whole entire point of this mission. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so beautiful because this local program was really the initiative of the missionaries themselves. And I mm-hmm. think that's one of the beautiful fruits 
of the Mission Youth Apostolate as a national or international program is our goal is that we just want to ignite that spark of that missionary discipleship in the hearts of all the missionary participants so that they go on and become the missionaries and Catholic disciples that Jesus is calling them to in the way that he's calling them to do that. So I think it's so beautiful that these young people that went on a Holy Week mission or a local mission, and then they had this desire and thank goodness the generosity of the adults in Philadelphia to help them to make it happen. So I think it's a beautiful fruit of what we want all of our mission youth missionaries to be able to do one day, not necessarily be apostles, but to go out and to be those missionary disciples in the way that Jesus is calling them to. So I love it a lot. And I think they're great people. So that's awesome. And, but Mallory, how did you end up in Philadelphia? (laughs) So it's a funny story. Um, I first came to Philadelphia in October of 2020 um, and the, the consecrated in DC kidnapped me and they put me in their car and said, we're going to Philadelphia. And I had no idea where, why we were going. I, I heard mission. I had never been on a mission before. Um, but prior to that, I started working with the consecrated because I, um, found out about Regnum Christi from a retreat I went on and I had my first confession in a very long time. And that was with a legionary Christ priest. And so then that was in 2019 and we just started doing mission work together in DC. And then the consecrated woman took me under their, their wings uh, and then brought me to Philly in October of 2020. So we arrive at like 9am and they they drop me off on Kensington Ave and get out of the car. And, and then I I see what I've never seen before. Um, And it was the very first year of the apostle program. And so these, these young 18 year old girls were running this mission they were standing up front giving us a a play-by-play of how the day was going to go of what we would encounter how to how to encounter these people that we were going to meet and how to share the love of christ um and i was blown away i was like i am so much older than these girls and they are they are doing all of this they they're running the show uh, and it was also based off of what you said, their desire to do this year. There was something inside of them that just made them want to spend all of their time here in this place. Um, and so I remember just looking up on Kensington Ave up at the sky and I said to God, I could never be here. I am a speech therapist in Washington, D.C. I work in the public schools. I have a private practice. I could never be here. And I just assume that God laughed Um, because shortly after I started working with a consecrated in DC uh, and we helped build up mission youth there and I did Holy Week in DC and then she took me to the mission youth summit in 2021, April, loved it. And then in June of 2021, Father Michael stole me from DC um, as, as the consecrated said he did. Uh, and he said, we need you in Philly. And I was actually about to um, I leave the school's position and do my private practice full time. I had a marketing team, everything ready to go, already paid for. And he called me the next day. And I just, I don't know, I just knew I had to had to go. So I, I canceled everything. I, uh, my lease was about to end. I moved out and I moved to Philly in September of 2021 as the human formation director for the second year of this program. And uh, a year later, I have been 
immersed in the program. I see what it needs. I see what works. Uh, and the team, we've, we've decided like how this mission, not decided, the Holy Spirit decided how he wanted this mission to evolve. And it has been so beautiful. And so now I'm, I'm the director of the, the program and I have a beautiful support team because we need a lot of support, you know. Uh, I'm not afraid to ask for help. But uh, it has been a wild ride. It has been such an adventure. But, you know, if I never, well, one, if I never went to confession, um, I would have never understood or realized uh, this charism that is within uh, that I just love being on mission and running these missions and helping high schoolers uh, be the protagonist of these missions. Uh, it is it is such a beautiful thing. So I am very excited to be here. Um, and, you know, God always knows what's best for us. So I'm happy. Yeah. I, yeah. That is so awesome, Mallory. And probably for those of you listening, you're probably like thinking that young woman is crazy. And she kind of is in a certain way. But one thing that I love about Mallory, besides being something so serious as a speech therapist and working in a place like Washington, D.C., that she is a very energetic and joyful and fun missionary. And I am so impressed with the courage and joy that she just jumps into whatever she feels God is asking her to do. So I think that's awesome. 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 When was your first mission experience, Mallory? So um, my first like scheduled mission experience, I would say, uh, would be in Philadelphia in October. It was a monthly mission in October of 2020. Um, but prior to that, it literally just started out with uh, me and a few legionaries in D.C. passing out pizza to the homeless um, outside of Union Station. Um, don't worry, we didn't wear mission t-shirts or anything. But uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was just, you know, I, it was my first time ever just encountering someone that I had always walked by. And I knew that I just wanted to, to talk with. But I never really had that courage. I never really knew what to do. But when I got with these people who were already doing it and I just saw their example. I, I, uh, it was much easier for me to just jump in. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think it's incredible because Mallory didn't mention it, but what she is doing now besides leading the local apostle program is that she's also one of our trained mission directors. So she's one of the people that I have on my list as national director that I can call on and ask, Hey, can you go and lead this mission? So whether it's a week-long mission or uh, different opportunities, that she is definitely available on that list on call to be able to go and help lead missions across the country. So it's really, really awesome to know that she has this experience now and can offer it at the service, not just of the program, but of the church in general. It's really awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited for the British Virgin Islands mission. Um, just let me know when that's scheduled, Kathleen. <laughs> we hope to go many, many places in the world, that's for sure. So one of our, as our listeners know, we're in season three of our podcast and we're going through some of these essential characteristics that are present on all of our mission youth missions, whether they're taking place in Philly or in Dallas or in Hamilton, Canada, that there's these general overall characteristics. And so when we were talking about what we wanted to make sure that we, we discussed in these podcasts, obviously everyone was like, oh, there has to be joy and there has to be fun. And I was like, I knew just who can talk about that. And I knew I needed to ask Mallory to speak on this topic because she's not only very hardworking and is incredible leading all of these missions and programs, but she also knows how to make everything so joyful and so, so, so fun. So 
Mary, I would love to hear you speak a little bit about what it means for you that these missions are full of joy and fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, where to begin? Um, well, I know that I am most joyful when I make a schedule. <laughs> so um, honestly, making a schedule is the beginning of my joy, uh, making sure all the, the pieces are on there. <laughs> um because then, you know, you can really see where you're going each day and, and what you have time for. Um, I also used to um, be so, quote unquote, hardworking, and I would make all the meals for the missionaries. And I would, I would do all these things that didn't actually bring me joy, and they didn't actually bring missionaries joy either. So something I started doing recently, we just had a week-long mission, and it was awesome uh, with, with some candidates from Cheshire. And, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't think they get to cook often when they're there, but I always buy all the ingredients for specific recipes before any of the missionaries arrive. And then when they arrive, we, we sort them into teams, they make a team name. It's really fun. Um, and then I say, okay, well tonight this team is cooking dinner. Um, and they're kind of like, oh, okay. All right. Uh, and I hand them a recipe and I give them all the ingredients and I put them in the kitchen and I say, you have one hour. Go. Um, and they do. They only have one hour because that's when, you know, dinner is scheduled. So <laughs> we have to follow that schedule. Um, but it is so much fun. They you walk by the kitchen and it's really hard for me not to join in because they are just they're just, you know, they're kind of making a mess. But I, I've already assigned a cleanup team. Uh, so we're good. <laughs> But it is it is so fun watching them just just make a meal for 15 other people that some of them they've never even met before and working together and getting their hands dirty. Um, it is it's such a good time. And then they come out with their meal and they're just so excited. Um, so that is definitely definitely a big joyful thing for everyone because not everyone had to make the meal. Uh, but the ones that did enjoyed it. And the food is always pretty good. Um so, you know, lots of compliments there for our chefs. Um, it's pretty good. Mallory's a very good cook herself. So she's very motivating in the kitchen. And she makes anyone feel like even if they don't know how to cook, that they are capable of cooking because she makes it fun and easy for them. But it's interesting, Mallory, that you bring up cooking as that first example, because we've talked a lot on this podcast, how on missions, you know, we do a lot of time doing mission work, and we always make sure we have time to pray and have mass and adoration. And all of those are pretty serious activities. They're like, you know, you just can't like wing it and goof off. But how do you incorporate this joy and fun during the whole mission day? Because I have been on missions that Mallory has led, whether that's the summer mission that we just had in Philly in June of this year, or the Canada mission. And the experience that I have had with her leading those missions is that the missionary group walks away feeling like so loved and that they can be themselves and have fun and goof off. And at the same time, they follow the schedule, they're cooking all their own meals, they're cleaning up after themselves and they're being incredible missionaries. How, what would you describe as like that secret missionary sauce that mm. makes things so joyful and fun? Yeah. Well, the, the secret ingredients are, are unity and charity in all things. Um, yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget um, one mission. It was like the second or third day and we were, it was just a day of mission and we had some free time and I took a little nap 
And I woke up and I was like, okay, we got to get all the missionaries together for the next part for what we're doing next. And I was just looking all over the continent for them, trying to find them. I'm like, they all sigh. Where is everybody? And I opened the, the front room door and all 25 missionaries were sitting on the couch together um, <laughs> in, in perfect harmony. Um, just playing games, chatting. It was, it was such a beautiful thing to see. And I was just like, yeah, I really meditated on that. Like what, why, why are they so close? It's only been a few days. What is it that we've done? And we've just had so much fun together. Um, in terms of just playing games and making sure these, these pieces are part of the mission day, this, this fellowship, this unity, because yes, we, we have unity in prayer and that's really powerful and that's really important. And that's necessary for a mission to run smoothly. We, we have to be praying together. We have to go to mass together. And there is joy in that. There's joy showing up to a parish mass with, you know, 30 high schoolers, right? All in their mission new t-shirts. And all of the daily mass goers are just, you know, in shock that all of these young people are sitting in the front row of their, of their church. It, it brings so much joy um, to them and to me to see it, see it as well. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. I really, really love how you brought up that whole point of unity and charity. And it's incredible that in every podcast of this season, where we're talking about one of the mission characteristics, it all goes back to, well, we're able to do this because we have unity and charity, <laughs> which I think is pretty, pretty cool that it's such a foundational element of our missions. And I also know that there's some really simple human elements that I have seen you throw in or that you've experienced from other missions that I think are also very fun and characteristic of our missions. Can you think of a few of those that you have done that you can share with our listeners? Yeah. One of them really jumps out at me. Um, and that's getting ice cream. (laughs) Um, very, very human thing. Everyone loves getting ice cream. Um, and actually it's funny because I actually don't, I, I can't eat ice cream. It, it doesn't do well for me. So it's it's funny that I actually suggested it this past mission. I always kind of forget, to be quite honest with you. Um, but don't ever forget to get ice cream after mission day because it is it is vital to the joy and fun and unity and charity of a mission day. Um, but this last mission that uh, we just had, um, it was it was Tuesday, and we did our standard mission day. We always pray outside of the abortion center in the morning. And then we go to Kensington and have mass there, do crosswalks, highs and lows, adoration. Um, And then afterwards we come home, we have dinner. And so that specific day, um, we were at the abortion center and there was a young couple that entered the facility and it was just, just a young girl and her boyfriend. And they stood outside of that door for uh, longer than normal. You could tell that they, they didn't want to be there. And and we tried to um, talk with them and we prayed for them. Uh, and the, the boyfriend just walked back to the car and we weren't really able to encounter them. Um, so that was in the morning. And then it was, you know, we had our whole mission day and we came back and, and we had dinner and you know, it was seven o'clock and we were kind of ahead of schedule. And I was just, I felt this inspiration of, um, you should go get ice cream. You got plenty of time. We're two blocks away. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Jesus, let's do it. And so I announced it to everybody and they were just all excited. Everyone got their shoes on. We walked two blocks down to get ice cream, um, because it's so much fun. Uh, and, 
everyone ordered. It was a beautiful night out. We were all standing outside in the parking lot, just laughing and um, having fun. And we um, look across the street and one of the brothers says, oh my gosh, there they are. And we were like, who? And we realized it was the young girl and her boyfriend. And they were across the street at a, a, a store, just right across the street. Um, and we saw that the, the young man, as he was getting in the car, he, he saw us. And they, they recognized us. We were 100 feet away from them. And we were just probably probably looks of surprise on our faces. But we, we started to pray Hail Mary as they pulled away. And I remember asking Father Martin. I was like, Father Martin, why, why did God coordinate that why did why did that happen we just got ice cream and you know they they were right there and we were at an abortion facility that was 25 minutes away philadelphia is a big place why did god permit this to for them to see us or for us to see them and he just said to me mallory i think the sin of abortion is so grave that god is still trying to pursue them and i guess he did that through us by us just standing there we were all wearing our mission gear all the clergy that were there this morning were still with us. And that will not leave my mind. And, you know, I know we're talking about joy and fun. And I think it's just so interesting because it's very clear that God wants us to be joyful. He wants us to have that ice cream. Mm -hmm. And he wants us to, he wants to use us. He wants us to participate in his will. We didn't have to go to that facility this morning to pray. We didn't have to say any prayers at all. We didn't have to do that. Um, however, I think this, what this tells us is he wants us to participate in his will. He wants us to pray, even though we might think that it's not very helpful because clearly it is. And just by that one act of like going to go get some ice cream, he used us in that instant in ways I have no idea. And when we get to heaven, we're going to find out. But I think that that experience was just very very simple, um, but also very, very powerful for everyone that was there that day. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're highlighting here, Mallory, is something that's really, really an important distinction. Because it's not that you as a mission director, Mallory, are making sure everyone is having fun or being joyful, because that's really not your job on missions, right? Like as a mission director, you're not there to entertain the missionaries or, you know, to like put on a show to make sure that they're happy. But I think the crazy phenomenon is that it can be the summer in Philadelphia and you're wearing jeans and tennis shoes and you're walking down the sidewalk for hours and you're hot and you're sweaty and you're talking to a bunch of strangers. And so there's a lot of elements that you wouldn't describe as fun or you wouldn't describe as something that brings you joy. But the mission experience kind of fills your heart with that joy and enables you to have so much fun with some really, really simple things because you're already in that attitude of heart of giving yourself, right? So that's why even eating ice cream can all suddenly become a missionary encounter because it's not just, oh, I want this ice cream for myself, but I'm enjoying this ice cream because I just worked really, really hard all morning. And even when I see people, I, I see them with the eyes of a missionary, even though we're in a break moment enjoying our ice cream. So thank you so much for bringing up that point. Yeah, I will say, and while we were eating ice cream, we actually were able to talk with the young girl who was by herself <laughs> serving like 25 people ice cream. Um, and she, I asked her if she had anything she'd like us to pray for. And she said that she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to, to pray for her there. And then 
two women showed up who live right near us. Actually, I'd never met them before. And one of them shared with us that her husband had passed two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were also able to pray with her uh, and keep her intentions on her heart and in her prayers. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you can, you can be a missionary anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so true. And I think another important element of this joy and fun on a mission, I'm just thinking back to the June mission that we had. And when we were finishing up and some of the missionaries were a little emotional because they didn't want to leave, right? That they had bonded. And one of the missionaries just commented and saying like, it's just that here, everyone is so normal and so happy. And these were kids that were from like five different cities across the country. Some of them had been on missions. Some of them had never been on missions. Like they were different ages. And it's not like, you know, they were all friends from before. But it's incredible how having a shared experience like that, where Christ is at the center, like you mentioned before, bonds a group so, so much. And they are able to be silly and have fun with each other and feel like they're really friends because of that shared, shared experience. Yeah, definitely. I think all of these high schoolers are aching for that community um, and for that spiritual friendship. I mean, over Holy Week, I mean, I can't even tell you how many kids initially I knew did not want to be there. They were like, why am I giving up my spring break for this? Why am I doing this? And we had a missionary gathering uh, a week after Holy Week uh, with all of the the, some of the missionaries who, who wanted to come back to say hello. And we just asked them, like, how was it? Like, what was what was awesome? What was not? Whatever. And they just said, it was the best week of my life. The same person that said to me, I don't want to be here. <laughs> uh, because they found these spiritual friendships, like you said, rooted in Christ. And they said, I can actually be myself here. We share this core value um, of, of loving Jesus and wanting to serve him. Um, and, and that allows for me to be my, myself completely knowing that I'm going to, I'm going to fit in, I'm going to fit in here. And it's really, really beautiful. Um, yeah, there's a lot of joy in that. Um, and maybe that's, that's the real ticket right there. Yep. And I think something that's so special about missions is that it really takes you out of your comfort zone and you don't have your phone, you don't have your name brand clothes, you don't have your makeup, you don't have so many things that a lot of young people nowadays can kind of identify themselves with. And like, I am this because this is what I have, this is what I wear, this is what I do, this is where I'm from. And missions kind of allows you to step out of that and to just be you encountering another person in need. And it kind of brings you back to who you really are in your core and allows you just to be yourself with other people, not hiding behind any masks or facades or images that you might want to project on other people. And when you're able to just be yourself and relax, then you can do silly things and laugh and dance around the living room and do cheers at three in the morning and all of the fun things that happen spontaneously on the mission that just show all of that joy, right? I think it's a beautiful, beautiful gift. That is kind of a result of missions in that way. Definitely. Definitely. I highly recommend the game Psychiatrist. Who was it? Father Adam? (laughs) Yes. You can definitely thank Father Adam for the Psychiatrist game. Yeah. One of the, if you're not familiar with it, just look it up. It's great. But one of the prompts that you should use is everyone has to be a motivational speaker for the psychiatrist. It was absolutely hilarious. That's an awesome prompt. That is really, really, really good. Very, very good. 
So I'm just curious, Mallory, have you ever experienced a mission where you did not have fun or where there wasn't a joyful spirit? Hmm. Maybe the first mission I ever directed. <laughs> no, I mean, I was joyful and happy, but I was a little overwhelmed. Um, I mean, I had a whole support team and everything, but I was just, you know, I was like, I can't do this on my own. I have no idea. Um, and you know, you know, it takes some time. There's a learning curve for sure. But, uh, I had a great team of mentors, uh, that, that walked me through every step of the way, which is, you know, amazing. Um, but no, I only felt, you know, a little overwhelmed. So I wasn't able to, to be, you know, totally myself, you know, totally, uh, free and um, more joyful than normal. But no, I mean, honestly, ever since then, I um, I haven't experienced a, a mission where I I didn't feel that joy. I don't know. I think think all of what you've said. I mean, yeah, the games and the ice cream and the truck rides are all fun, mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is great for bonding and fellowship. And I, I will say, very needed um, that time together and just playing. You know, uh, someone said, I don't know who it was, but play is the soul at rest, um, which I think is really interesting to ponder. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, no, I, I don't think I've ever had like a, a negative experience because when you're giving of yourself so completely, um, I think it's just such a gift. You, re mm -hmm. you receive much more than you give on these mission weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so, yep. And I, I like the fact that you just brought up the point of making time for games and for rest, because on a, on one of the missions that I went on this past year in our little evaluation meeting, one of the people in the evaluation meeting said, well, I didn't understand why we had so much free time every day, because that's just a waste of the kids time. And I just looked at this person. I was like, well, actually that like hour in the fr of free time in the schedule every day is intentional because that's the time for the kids to like have fun and bond and build community and learn how to be with each other in an unstructured and healthy way. Like it's intentional to put in our missions that they're not doing structured activities during the whole day, because how like if for them to learn how to have fun, and how to be missionaries and how to give example to each other in their ordinary life, they can only learn how to do that if we don't structure every activity of their day and they learn just to be with each other in a healthy and Christian way, which is so, so, so important, right? To make time to have fun. Yeah, that free time is so necessary because I wouldn't be as a joyful if I didn't get my 30 minute nap after a mission day. So yeah, I think it's, it's necessary for everybody. Yes, it is. And I think one of the final really, really important characteristics to having joy and fun as like an essential element to our missions is the fact that one of the key ways that we evangelize through our missions is by giving Christian witness. And we always tell the missionaries when we go on a mission day that you are a missionary not only to the people that you're actually able to have a conversation with, but you're also being a missionary to the people that are going to see you that maybe are never ever going to come up to you and talk to you. Because our impact is really so much greater than we can even imagine. Because so many people see our missionaries, they see their t-shirts and they observe how they're behaving, how they're interacting with each other, how they treat the strangers that they're meeting. And they can be a whole gospel lesson just by watching them. And so when our missionaries are missioning with joy and treating each other and the strangers that they meet with that charity and having a fun time doing it, that is such an enormous Christian witness that they're giving to the whole community where they're serving. 
And it's an unspoken Christian witness, but it's sometimes even more powerful because really our words only have that meaning and weight for other people when they see that behavior lived out in our lives as well. Right. Right. I mean, they knew they were Christians by the way they loved. Mm -hmm. And it is, I mean, I hope it's a true story because I've used it several times, but even St. Francis of Assisi, when he first started with his friars and they wanted to go into Assisi and preach. And he's like, okay, tomorrow we're going to go into Assisi and preach. So he brought them into Assisi and they walked through the whole city the whole day. And then they, at the night they went back to the place outside the city where they were staying and they didn't say a word. And they get back at the end of the day and they're like, Francis, what did we do? Like we just walked around the city all day. And he was like, exactly. We were preaching the whole day. Like we, you want to be preaching all the time. And only when it's necessary, use words. And so I think a huge way of our missionaries living just their mission days with joy and zeal, aware that they're giving that Christian witness all the time to anyone that Jesus might allow us to see. Uh, it's a very, 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 very powerful. And I think in ways that we're only going to know when we're, until we're in heaven. Right? Amen. So, Valerie, if you were going to speak to all of our listeners and all of those kids that are maybe thinking of going on a mission or missionaries that have been on a mission once and maybe not sure if it's worth it to go again, what would you tell them? Is every mission the same or is it possible to have that much fun on every mission you go on? I think every mission is different, but I think it is possible to have fun and experience that joy on every mission you go on. Maybe I'm being overly idealistic. But when you are praying together, having mass together and playing games together and serving and, you know, you have that intention to just be courageous and to go out and serve others and share the love of Christ with someone in need or your fellow missionary, there's no stopping the, the joy that can come from that. So I, I would encourage anyone to keep going to keep serving, to keep loving. And yeah, let's go on mission. Let's get ice cream. <laughs> that is awesome. So by the time this podcast comes out in just a few weeks, because we're recording this at the end of August, it will be exciting because hopefully already up on our website, we'll have our dates for our spring break and our summer missions. So if you've not already signed up for a mission and you're listening to this podcast, you need to check out the website and sign up for your next mission so that you can experience again the joy and fun of being a missionary disciple for Jesus. And if you really want to, you can go to Philly and meet Mallory in person. All are welcome. Yes. So Mallory, I want to thank you so much, so, so much for being available for this podcast and I'm for many, many future missionary adventures, that's for sure. So would you like that we close in a little prayer, praying for all of the missionaries and our missionary efforts for this year? That sounds great. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for our mission and for the gift that you share with us this opportunity to share your love with other people and that the people around us can experience your love through our smile, through our words, through our kindness and through our actions and through our testimony. So we ask that you always make us missionaries of joy, that the fun that we have on our missions and when we're at home is a really a Christian witness to those that see us and that the joy that we experience can kind of overflow upon all the world and all the people that we meet. 
We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Mallory. It was a pleasure. Good seeing you, Kathleen. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Mission Moments. We hope that you have been enriched by these mission stories and encouraged to go out and be a missionary in your daily life. If this podcast has inspired you in some way, please share it with a friend. You can also head over to the missionyouth.com website to see more mission testimonies, register for an upcoming mission, or see how you can get involved. You can also subscribe to the Mission Youth newsletter or follow us on social media. Mission Youth exists to provide mission experiences worldwide that ignite the missionary spark in the hearts of Catholic disciples, transforming them into apostles. We are only able to do what we do thanks to the prayers and financial support of so many. Please consider partnering with us in the mission by offering a prayer or donation. Links can be found on our website. Mission Youth is a 501c3 organization, and all donations are tax-deductible. The mission team thanks you and prays for you daily. See you on the next mission.